When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. One oh one five FM, seven twenty AM, K Don, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody. Good morning, Las Vegas. I hope everybody's knees are good. Everybody had a great flight coming back from Saudi Arabia. We are the crown jewel of wrestling shows. That is the honest-to-God truth. Oh, man. I want Vandergriff. Will you stop? Give it up. Never. You do not want a piece of the aerial chemist. I, after watching Logan Paul yesterday, I got him. You don't. <laughs> you're going to have a hernia. That's what you're going to have. I want him a hell in a cell. Oh, man, you're done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you know, this is what I have to put up with everybody on the Mark Hoke Show. It's unbelievable. But welcome to the show. I am your... Harmless, lovable little fuzzball. Oh, good lord, Mark Hoke. This is what I got to put up with on the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being with us. Number one pro wrestling show here in Las Vegas and in the multiverse, as we have declared. No one has except, countered ex- that except Saskatchewan. <laughs> we we do rule Saskatchewan. They're listening. I know. <laughs> but thank you for being with us. I am Mark Hoke. Andrew Fish Fane sitting across from me. Oh yeah, he's peppy today. Yes, he is. What'd you do? I have no idea. I I, I was going to say I watched Crown things. Jewel yesterday morning, and it, it, it's got me all ready for uh, whatever's next. Yeah, it's good. Vandergriff. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Stop. <laughs> and uh, we do have Joe DeFalco on the line. Yes, we do. Okay, I hadn't gotten confirmation. We're all good. And, of course, from future stars of wrestling, big card coming up on the 20th at the Silver Nugget. The man who's going to make my match with Vandergriff happen. Not happening. Never will Die, fish, die. Joe DeFalco, everybody. How are you? Well, I thought it'd be better with the extra hour of sleep. Still tired. Good morning, Joe. Oh, hey. That's <laughs> you're peppy. You're your extra hour, you know, helps you out. And I actually worked till like 1 in the morning, so go uh, figure. I actually went to sleep like a little early. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get an extra hour. The phone still had to wake me up. <laughs> it's okay, Joe. I got woken up, too, so... It was a, a long night that got longer. So I'm trying to 
re, you know, just bring the peppiness level up. You know, I we we're gonna have a special guest. He's in studio right now, Dominic Tedesco from Unique Eats. I I needed some coffee, man. I needed an espresso. That would that that would have been helpful. Yeah, I should have hooked you up, man. I should have brought some food in here. It's all good. We're okay. We're okay. I'm just a little disappointed because after the next day, I'm not going to see any more exciting political ads. So that's a little disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little crushed about that too myself. We are we are two days away from that. Thank goodness. Fiasco ending. Oh, it has been something. It's been a long political season. It has been a very long political season. But it, by the way, if in case you didn't know, on Tuesday night, Kadon is going to be doing special election coverage from six to midnight. All sorts of people in here. I'm producing the show. Won't be on it, but I'll be. I'll probably be popping you, you, some results you, you, you're in. You're not going to opine. No, but I will. I, I'm sure I'll be on giving results and things like that. We're going to try and keep everybody updated on everything going on. So. Just, see which uh, loser won, huh? Yeah, something like that. Well, see whether medicinal marijuana passes in the Dakotas. I didn't. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, it is. Oh well, whatever. It's all good. I haven't been to Fargo for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, but but boys, we had a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling this week, and we had a WWE premium live event. Premium live event. Premium, premium live event. Yeah. Going off WWE Crown Jewel, their massive money grab that they do. What do they get, like $50 million for doing that? I don't know. It's a boatload of money. I, the one, one thing that may impress me the most is when they had the, all the drones flying together. That to make the was, thing. you know, I, I wanted to mention that kind of at the end, but since you did bring it up. Yesterday, they did one of the coolest things. that I And this is another WWE production item that is going to carry over to the mainstream. Now, of course, when Vince did the XFL, the Skycam, Vince created that. Oh, I know. They've done so many things that have been copied. I'm not going to say Vince created it. Well, you know what I mean. Well, he used to have it in the women's locker room, so. Stop it. (laughs) But last night, the the stadium in Riyadh is an open-air stadium that they had, and they had 2,000 drones above the stadium lit up that were doing different images of everybody. They had like portraits of Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. I, I think the first thing they did was that was, the, was, was uh, uh, Drew McIntyre's was, sword. Yeah. I saw like the big, uh, I didn't know. I saw a cross post something that looked like the, uh, the hourglass. Yeah. That I was had no idea what that meant. So, uh, okay. That's cool. That was actually the first thing I, that was the first thing that came up was the hourglass. I thought it was a sword, saw that, but okay. Because I saw the, they put the hourglass in the, and, and then it's like an hourglass and dots. I'm like, what the heck is that? And then the, when, when McIntyre came out, they had the sword and they explained that the, they had 2,000 drones they were arranging. Which is absolutely amazing. It, it looked, and you're right. That is that is so typical WWE production, and that's one of the biggest differences between WWE and AEW is that AEW puts more time and effort into maybe the matches and the storytelling, while WWE puts it into the spectacle itself. Well, you got to have a budget. That's it true. Had nothing too. to do with the money. See, you say about the money, Graham. It cost them forty million for those drones. They didn't even make anything on the show. They. Just <laughs> You know, one of our guys actually who started with us with production uh, actually works in production at WWE. He posted his picture yesterday. Oh, my son seen him at one of the shows in Vegas. This kid Darian, who did like really good graphics, but he was kind of he was kind of weird because he said at like fifteen he was working for WWE, and it turned out he really didn't. But it's like now he actually does work for WWE in the production department. 
up update that resume. Absolutely. Yeah, very nice. But yeah, that and that was one thing that was so cool about the show last night was and and I was actually thinking about that was the production level is just the WWE has is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And you know through the roof anyway. Yeah, I mean some there's some stuff that goes over the top, but overall, I mean th- there's just nothing like a WWE show when it comes to to tell spectacles, especially when it's a big show, when it's when it's like when it's WrestleMania, obviously, or Crown Jewel, or one of the other like Survivor Series. I'm sure it'll be big, big in a way too. Yeah. Don't bring back that weird stuff they did with Bray Wyatt though, with the cameras. I remember that was really weird. Yeah, that was. Leave that alone. If if Kevin Dunn would just stop making us have epilepsy, that would be great. Oh uh, yeah, they they still do that on the moves. That's <sighs> terrible. I think it was Bailey. Bailey was the big victim this time. She was. She was punching uh, well, that Bianca. Well, since she was losing again, so, you know. <sighs> we'll get into that. But, yeah, so, so Fish, there you go. You got us on a production tangent. Very nice job. Uh, thank you. Very nice job. But uh, WWE Crown Jewel was last, uh, actually, well, actually for us yesterday morning. And, of course, the main event of that, which we were tearing apart, because that's what we do sometimes, was Roman Reigns against Internet Sensation Social media influencer, third match of his career, Logan Paul. And the greatest line about all of it was Roman Reigns saying, all he did was bring 30 million more people to acknowledge me. That was funny. <laughs> and boys, I I have to say, you know that when you, you get into it and you actually think that somebody else, like an underdog like that, can win a match, and there's a moment where you feel that, you've done a good job. And these guys did that last night. I, I, I am no Logan Paul fan, but I have. I to, am now. I have to give him all props. That was he put on for a guy who's only in his third match, an amazing match against a guy who is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in Roman Reigns. Joe, you train wrestlers at FSW. Have you ever seen somebody do something like that in their third match ever? And when you consider the circumstance a main event of a world wrestling entertainment event that that is unbelievable that's somebody who's excited about being there not mailing it in like a lawrence taylor he was just there for a payday but we saw it with bad bunny you know they went out there and they really put in the time and effort they loved wrestling they wanted to go out there and have a good time well, Logan Paul's already wrestled, as he said. Well, it's only his third match. Well, it wasn't like his first two matches were clunkers. He, the first two matches, everybody was like, "Wow, this Logan Paul is really good." And now, all of a sudden, he takes another six months training with Shawn Michaels and all these other people. Why wouldn't he, when he's wrestling, probably the best, you know, the best guy in the world in Roman Reigns? Of course, they should have a great match. Uh, you know. The interference, I guess I understand why it was done, but it wasn't even necessary. It was like, you know, like Solo Sokoa didn't really do anything. And and Jake Paul, uh, I I saw a post which made me laugh because it was like if anybody thought the uh, Jake Paul matches were fixed, take a look at his work punches because that was the first thing I said when I saw him. Like, oh, that looks terrible (laughs) when he was trying to to punch uh, one of the Usos. But I posted it later on Facebook. I I didn't know that he had gotten hurt, but it was like that. I think the I think the Pauls are going to be the ones to beat the Usos for the tag title. <laughs> you know, but you're laughing, fish. But 
after what Logan did and the popularity of the polls, that may be a consideration no, down I, the I, road. I, I don't I, I, I don't think that I don't think that they allow the Uzos to break the New Day's record. I think the New Day beats them next week. Wow. Okay. Well horrible if they do. Because the New Day have done absolutely nothing. The only reason they would put the belts on them is just for that reason. And I could see if you didn't want somebody to do something. But I can't believe, why wouldn't you want the Usos to, to be the ones who own the record? They're, they, they're in the hottest storyline. The, the New Day is, is pretty much, they're dead. I, oh, I agree. That, I agree. And if that's the case, they shouldn't be in the match, regardless of the reasoning. But because they're doing it, I think the New Day stops them. I think it's the perfect that they should be in it. That's that's the only reason that it makes the New Day relevant in this situation is, hey, we're going to wrestle you guys to stop you from breaking our record. That's that's a great story right there. Yeah, God forbid that WWE came up with a good story. I think Big E e comes back. and He doesn't wrestle, but I think he's back for that match. Uh, Maybe. He he was in a commercial. He could barely, you know. Apparently he's functioning normally, which is good, coming off that the broken, broken neck. neck. But uh, the, just to wrap up on Logan Paul real quick, the there is a report that uh, Logan Paul had went up on his, I believe his Instagram, and said that he tore his knee up pretty badly in the middle of this match, I guess on the spot where he jumped off the ropes into the over to the announce table with his phone in his hand. Well, he's doing the Instagram shot of him jumping. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. I got I I got to give him props on that. I thought it was a little cheesy, but I knew the video was going to be pretty neat. I didn't but see the video. Did, is, is, I, is the video good? The video is good. Uh, but apparently, he has torn his meniscus, his MCL, and possibly his ACL. So not only did he wrestle a a very good match, but he halfway through he tore his knee apart. And he was still able to, like I said, do the leap onto the Usos and do the five-star frog splash. And, he, by the way, he also Vince did... Vince McMahon couldn't do that when he tore his. Yeah. And apparently, by the way, and by the way, also did a very good buckshot lariat. Yes, uh, he did. Hint to Mr. Brooks, but, you know, we'll, uh, we, won't, we won't be too mean on that. <laughs> so, you know, a, a pretty good main event. Yeah, I mean, pretty good main all, event. all things considered, considering the way it could have gone, it could have gone the way of David Arquette, and thank God it didn't. It could have been just Roman Reigns dominating and it's over, and it didn't. It and you were right. There were times when I thought, "Oh my God, they're really going to give Logan Paul the belt." Yeah, it was. It was. I thought at the one point that he would, but I was like, in deep down in my head, I'm like, "Ah, there's no way." But it was like, you know, they did it at that split second when he uh, kicked out after Jake Paul interfered, but. Uh, it was a really good match. I'm glad I rewatched it because I ended up leaving and uh, I left her in the, the Bianca Bailey match. And then when I came home, I'm like, yeah, let me at least watch the main event because when I woke up, it was like three matches in. So I actually had Miss Cross losing and my kids like, oh, they made them look strong. And it's like, great. They did the same thing with Drew McIntyre. So the feud has actually gone absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah, they were, they But, were, I mean, McIntyre had lost four PLEs in a row, so he kind of had to have this win. Yeah, they were making a big deal out of that, too. And but and you know, now where do these guys go? Right. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, well, let's next? let's talk about that match. And, uh, and of course, uh, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. Pro wrestling at its finest, usually, except when Fish talks. But, you know, that's another part of the. You want wrestling at its finest. Come watch me versus Vandergrip, <laughs> Hell in a Cell. God. Uh, 
so back to WWE Crown Jewel. We did have a steel cage match with Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre, and oh, fish! You, you did the grunt. Yeah, it did and, the, and, uh, and it's because it was they did the same thing from the last pay per view with Scarlet and the Mace. It was just you got to come up with something new. Yeah, I or match. I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't like. It didn't have. I the, thought it. I thought it was kind of you know Scarlet blocking the door was was kind of a neat little twist. Yeah, but that's but been done millions time. of times. It didn't have the yeah. brutality I thought it should have or could have had. Yeah, it was just it was just a little off, and I you know I feel bad for both guys. They, neither guy did a bad job. It no, just, it just I, the match itself just it was missing something, and I don't know what it was. Yeah, I I don't know either. It was just it was missing intrigue. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Like, Go ahead, Joe. So you know, so they started off. They have this big strap match. Crosses, you know, pay per view debut to wash away everything that happened in the past. He beats Drew McIntyre, and then two months go by, and he wrestles once on SmackDown, and he beats Madcap Moss in another meaningless match. And now they go to a steel cage, and it's like, okay, we're going to do the exact opposite. We're going to totally protect uh, Cross because he has to lose. Well, now they've had two matches, and the second one's a steel cage match, and now they're one and one. So to me, that means the feud isn't over. You know, what are they going to do for the third match? Last man standing. Well, they'll probably do a crazy match. It'll be just whoever wins, wins. And it's like, well, there's no intrigue in that. There's like, where do they go? Does McIntyre get put back in with the reins? Probably not. Does Cross get put in with Reigns? Well, he just lost. Probably not. So it's just like, what's going on? It's just like, they're going to wrestle again. They're going to not wrestle again. Where do, you know, they're both like in the in the middle of nowhere. They're in the fandom right. zone I, right now. And I think that's a great way to put it because the one thing that had concerned me that they when they brought Cross back and then threw him right into the main event scene, you know, he either you either have him win. And then go on to take on Roman Reigns, or you know you, you're burying him again, right? And so it, it, it was just. But the whole the whole idea of this new Triple H regime was supposed to be long term booking, and it doesn't look like they have any long term booking with this because now that you have Bray Wyatt there too, he's got to get he's he's can't be in a mid card picture. Wyatt has to be thrown into that picture too. So how do you, you do have that? Braun Strowman, and you can't do that with him either. There's a lot of guys in that main event picture right now. A lot. And it's funny because just six months ago we were talking about there wasn't anybody. Right. <laughs> right, and and now there still isn't because now Drew and Cross have been in put a position that neither one of them is going to be going after Reigns. So what was the point of bringing in Cross with the TikTok on Roman Reigns in the hourglass when he can't even get by the the, 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 the second guy? Maybe a triple threat. Maybe that's that's the way to go from here. Maybe that's what I they were guess, planning. But then again, Reigns is going to still win, it looks like, the way they're building it. And then, oh, yeah, what about when Cody Rhodes comes back? Yeah. This, they need to split the belt. Agreed. Agreed. Said that a while ago. We've been saying it on this. We've been beating that drum for a we, while. We, we need to. So it'll be Roman Reigns, and then uh, whoever gets to be the champ is basically considered the B-level champ. Yeah, something like that, but oh well. Is Seth Rollins a face now, by the way? I don't know. I lost track. <laughs> yeah, he smiled in the promo. Didn't you see it? That was his turn. Yeah, he's wow. happy. Well, I mean, the fans are singing his praises and dancing along with him. 
That's all right. Cody Rhodes will come back and beat him again. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mess. By the way, uh, we, we're we're going to talk more to Dominic about unique eats in a little bit, but Who but Dominic. What I said, please? Yeah, we will. But Dom, do you? How much do you follow wrestling? I I, I kind of remember you said you watched a little bit a while well, ago. Well, you know, I grew up. My grandfather loved wrestling back in the seventies. You know, you had uh, Haystacks, Calhoun, oh, yeah. Ric Flair, and all those guys, and uh, it was a blast. It's just memories that I remember going and. Just being ringside, and my grandfather was a cigar, you know, smoking, and oh yeah, just it That's was great. just waiting for somebody to fly over and knock us out, you know. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I really did. And then you know, growing up in, in in the eighties, and you know, Hulk Hogan was big back then, and you know, I think he started in the seventies though, didn't he? Yes, he did. So late seventies, uh, yeah. Uh, so I followed it way back then, and then lost track of it a little bit just with career and everything, and not having time to do anything but work. But uh, but yeah, I have picked it up, and uh, it's it's fun to watch the, the all the wrestlers, even you know the female wrestlers are just all of them are just incredibly talented athletes. Yeah, I mean it's amazing what they do. You it, know, it has come a long way for since the seventies. Oh, for sure. unbelievable! It's like I, I watched a, a, on TV, you know, a couple of things, and I was like, oh my god, how do they do that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing. It just really is. The uh, athleticism between the '80s and now is probably the biggest thing in wrestling that has changed. Yeah, and you know, I, a lot of it different. is, uh, you know, the training and stuff they do, and just you know, any athletes across the board, they're more, I think, mechanically built now than than before. Just with the, the just the advanced uh, training equipment and and all that stuff is just it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, that's the, the biggest difference in wrestling in from the seventies to now is that the women that wrestle are actually attractive now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was the uh, the fabulous the, moolah? Yeah, the fabulous Bula, Yeah, <laughs> I was just trying to remember. Yeah, that that was hey, what, Mildred Burke. Some of those women were pretty pretty good looking. You know, May Young was a looker when she was young. Rough. Yeah, but then, then her kid angels. needed a hand. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> be a lot, there wasn't a lot of women calendar wrestlers back in 1977. No, no, no maybe at Halloween. <laughs> it was the woman of wrestling. Oh. It was just one. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting show, guys. Oh, my word. Yeah, well, hey, by the way, uh, before we head into break here, we're going to be back with, with Dominic and talk some what's going on over at the restaurant. He's got some great new things happening over there. So if you're driving around, just head on over right down South Durango. Get some breakfast. Get some booze. Hey, all sorts of great stuff. mimosas today. Come it's on gonna, and have some. It, it's going to be a great time. So, you know, we'd have to swing down to Unique Eats. And, uh, and also, don't forget, if you need to make some money so you can eat at Unique Eats every day. Oh, good Lord. Go, you need go to, to work on your segues. My segue was great. Trading, if you'd stop interrupting, it would help. Get into that automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. All you have to do is go to tradingmadeasy.com. It's that simple. They only need one E in there. And you can learn about the world of automated day trading software. And, man, all you got to do is turn that thing on and make money. It's that simple. Real real cool. So if you want to check out a free live trading session, no obligation. You can just set up a time to go there at tradingmadeasy.com or call 1-800-971-4160. That's 800 800- Nine seven one forty one sixty, and get into the world of automated day trading software and make yourself some extra coin. Especially right now, economy's rough. Do it.
Now. Now. TradingMadeEasy.com. You want to make more money? Bet on me versus Vander Griffin. That is still <sighs> in the hell of a cell, man. Give it up! Oh, my God. We are going to be back with more here on the Mark Hoke Show in just a little bit. <laughs> Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. we got Dominic Tedesco in here from Unique Eats and yours truly. And by the way, don't forget to check out those podcasts, markhokeshow.podbean.com. 54 countries have downloaded those podcasts. It is amazing. So check it out on all your favorite podcast outlets, YouTube, wherever you want. We will see you guys on the other side of the break for more hijinks and shenanigans on the Mark Oak Show. Stick around. Tom Foolery. Hi, this is Mark Hope. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 1015 FM, 720 AM, Don, the talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. Fish, that extra hour. I'm just you know, warming up for Vandergrip. We, when, okay, Joe, make the match. Joe, can we make the match, please? Joe DeFalco, Future Stars of Wrestling. Maybe we'll have Vandegriff on next week, and maybe he can let you know if he's interested. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I was talking to Matt. We'll, we'll, oh, by the we'll way, next week I may have the conflict, so I may not be able to be here. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, I'll be here. There, there's guys in, in, in FSW that you could survive. You know, you're just, you would just take one big hit, yeah, Hammerstone, and you're finished. That is not the Vandegrift style. The Vandegrift style is he's going to flip you, throw you, and just twist and, you into a pretzel and, and then make get, you fall very, very hard from very high places. And then and you're going to regret this trash drop. And then when I lock vein. in the fish hook, my submission move. The fish hook. What the <laughs> hell is the fish hook? Aha! Uh-huh, see, you don't know I have finishing moves. My submission hold. Did you wrestle in high school? Depends on what you consider no, wrestling in high school. No, did you wrestle on a team in high school? For your high school team, Did were you oh, in the room? No. Of course not. You're dead. 
Nah, it's over. Learned, yeah. He learned how to play on WWE 2K, so he's fine. <laughs> I ain't worried about it at all. Oh, my God. The fish, the fish hook. hook. Is, is, is that where, where Vandegrift is going to take his finger and put it inside of your mouth and just hold like this until you cry already? That's the that's don't that's you, gonna be the don't you up. worry I will shock the world baby shock the world I think I drooled on my finger it's me and that's, Buster Douglas that's that's unsanitary that would not happen at uh, Unique Eats in the kitchen that's for sure <laughs> uh, Dominic Tedesco in here from Unique Eats by the way and we want to talk a little bit about the restaurant this is Dominic of course a great sponsor of the show and I, I've gotten to know Dominic for over the past man well, it's been a couple of years since it's, I started coming yeah, in there it's been uh, right when we opened yeah I mean. The, the food's amazing, guys, and and I can tell you that this man is an award-winning chef. He has cooked for celebrities. He has done been on TV. He has done so much, and if you haven't been over to Unique Eats, you're really missing out. But Dominic, tell a little, everybody a little bit about the style of food you cook and what you know what you're doing over there right now. Well, you know it's 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 the food. I, I started cooking when I was seven years old. My parents had had restaurants. And uh, I cooked alongside of them, and I, I was there every day. And I don't know if it's because I love food so much is that I was the youngest of eight boys, so I, I wanted to make sure I got something to eat. <laughs> so I, I was I was always there, and I knew I'd be sampling food when I was cooking. But nonetheless, uh, my parents, uh, when they cooked and when they had people in their restaurant, it was more about the experience and, and having them there and people feeling so good when they when they dine there and when they left you know that when they come in in a bad mood they left in a better mood and their day was better so um i've i've always uh in my career i've opened 46 restaurants and wow. i um i've always wanted my guests to feel uh special when they're there you know to have incredible food just food that you dream about and you think about like oh my gosh the next day you're still tasting it and you're thinking, Oh, I want some more of that pasta. I want some more of something. But, uh, also, um, I want them to feel good. Like they were special, you know, when they came to the restaurant. So I pushed my staff to really, really, uh, make people feel warm and welcome. And it's not fake. It's real. Uh, they truly do love entertaining people in, in, uh, and making them feel good. So families coming in and leave your phones to the side, you know, enjoy who you're with, you know. So um, I cook food from all over the world. Uh, it really is kind of my specialty because at my table, at my house, I like food from everywhere. Mm -hmm. As you could see, uh, you know, I've I've not missed many meals. So <laughs> the club. I, uh, I like a good diverse menu and very high quality ingredients and um, – you know, there's a difference between cost and value, and uh, some people want to come for a $2 meal, and um, my meal is not based really on, on that. It's based on really good, delicious, mouth-watering, oh, my God, i got to have another bite even though I'm ready to explode. I'm so full. I can I can tell you a couple things about having eaten at the restaurant. Because when, whenever I get a sponsor on the show, I don't want somebody that I'm not going to believe in i mean i can't sell it you know i mean fish you know you and i have gone over to unique eats number one one the of the best service, meals i've had in vegas period the service Thank is you. amazing the twins and, and what are their names by the way aaron and ashley okay these two are two of the best servers i've ever had in my life and i can't hey. not 
I kid you not. You're up there too, buddy. Thank you. I, I said some of, <laughs> but I I get an iced tea whenever I come in. And I swear to God, my glass does not get down below a quarter empty. No. They're always there. And, I, and and that's the honest to God truth. And, and you know, one day I came in for breakfast and I just ordered, just didn't want anything big. And I just ordered a couple of pancakes. And here comes this massive platter of two pancakes that, I mean, were bigger than my head. Manhole covers. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And they were fan, some of the best pancakes I've ever had. And just a simple dish like that. And then you go up the menu. I mean, the, the pastas, the pizza, the omelets. It's, 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 it's a fantastic place to eat. It really is. Thank you. Know, you. you should we, be proud we make, of it. we make everything there. I make everything there. I, uh, I go in every morning at two o'clock. Uh, I, I make all the sausages, the sauce. It, we make everything from scratch there. So, uh, it was a scratch kitchen, which is even more amazing because it is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, it's and it, you know, it's all about the, I love so much the seeing the smile on your face or your face. You when I go out there and you're so happy with what you're eating, you know, maybe it brings you back a childhood memory of your grandmother's food or something. Um, and, uh, that's, that's why I do it because it, um, I want, I want to touch people. I want to make people happy and enjoy, enjoy life. You know, there's enough crazy stuff going on, you know, and, and, uh, you go out and you pay good money for food nowadays, like everything else. It's very expensive. And I want you all to get, uh, your money's worth and I want you to enjoy it when you walk away, you know, and, um, that's why I'm here. Uh, that's why I'm not going to open 10 or 15 of these things. I, I just, I want I want to have one place so I can be there every day and control it and uh, and uh, just do what I love. Very much of the mindset: live to eat rather than eat to live. Yes, agreed. And there is so much fantastic things that happen over there too. You guys have a jazz jazz day over there uh, today, baby. Live jazz, uh, eleven to two on Sundays. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, got some incredibly talented musicians that play. Uh, and now, like I said, we're pouring mimosas today. We just got our license, so that is awesome. amen to that. Congratulations. So, that's, that's, that is a huge accomplishment. Yes, it is. So not only can you not only can you have a great meal, not only do you have amazing catering from this guy who's catered tons of events in Las Vegas, you can get hammered, too. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Just make sure you we, call the Uber afterwards. There yes, you go. Yes. We might even put a rink out back and have a little wrestling throwdowns. We should. <laughs> that would be fun. Joe, Joe DeFalco could uh, make that happen. Oh, absolutely. As long as, hey, get me. Oh, that's where we'll have the van. That's where we'll absolutely. have it. There we go, man. I smell a promotion going on. <laughs> I'm all ready to go. Right in the parking lot where everybody on Durango can see you die. And after I watch <laughs> and after we watch him tap out to the fish hook, we could all go grab some food. The fish hook is not There you go. It, it doesn't you exist. You never know. I might tag team coming Vegas. there with a big roller, a rolling pin or something, or pizza paddle. There you <laughs> go. That would be amazing. I'd love to see you get hit with a rolling pin. <laughs> he'd, be, he couldn't, he'd be my manager. Would you? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. You want to back the winner, don't you? <laughs> so bad. No comment. <laughs> Joe, we're going to make that happen. We can we can set the ring up outside uh, outside Unique Eats. We can do it. There you go. Well, guys, I, and and once again, I just you know can't tell you enough. There are so many amazing places to eat here in Las Vegas, but this is one that is kind of a place you can really call home. And um, you know, I love going over there. I, I, it's I, awesome. I've I've gone over there in really bad moods and walked out feeling much better. 
you know, just because the food's that great and the service is You know, awesome. I, I've worked in the restaurant industry for 12 years, especially last seven consecutive. And I, even as a server, I can see the service that you guys give there. As, as you said, it's genuine and fantastic. And there is not one bad thing about that restaurant. It is absolutely incredible. And if you have not been there... You have to take yourself down to Unique Eats. Yep. It's a 30, period. 3100 South Durango, Suite 100. Uh, the website is uniqueeatslv.com. And you know, if you want catering or just want to check things out, give them a call at 702-992-3038. Once again, it's at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, right here in Las Vegas, down the street from the station. We will not let you in, but we will send you down there for food. Fair to enough. To bring back to us. Well, you can do that, too. Oh, then we might have to open the door. We'll let Dominic deliver. There you go. I'll, I'll bring it in. All right. Well, Dominic, uh, I'm glad we got time to talk about Unique Eats. And you can hang around for a little bit if you want, whatever you want to do. I've got the chef's shirt on. but Yeah, uh, I, it's, uh, i got to get back there and get, get cooking. Well, there you go. But once again, it's Unique Eats here in Las Vegas. Sunday brunch, yum. Oh, there you go. Dominic, Thanks. thank you. Great for... being on the show and, you know, love the sport, love everything about it. So. We'll Best get, wishes to everybody. Yeah, stop in again. We'll we'll talk a little more wrestling. All right, sounds great. All right, Appreciate Dominic. it, Dominic. Thank, Thank you. you. There Thank you. you. There you go, Dominic Tedesco from Unique Eats. I hope you're all hungry. They're open till three o'clock. Go now, <laughs> now. Go, go. <laughs> once well, once the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can listen to it in the car. Well, you can listen to it on your phone if you want because the KDWN app's right there. Exactly. Just go to the website, listen live, and you know you can eat and listen to the Mark Oak show. And enjoy what I have to say and tune out what Mark says. No, and hopefully, you know, fish won't make you puke. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So uh, let's get back to a little bit about what's going on, what went on at um, Crown Jewel. At Crown Jewel. Can we, can we start with the opening match now? I or guess, get on to the opening match? I guess we could. Because, honestly, to me, that was the biggest disappointment of the day. That was, yeah. that was the one I was looking forward to. Bobby Lashley took on Brock Lesnar, the two MMA champions and the... Uh, just two beefy men. Well, they I guess they couldn't make Lashley look bad in defeat, but you can't make Lesnar look bad at all. It was forced. The way they did that, because at the end, um, Lashley was pretty much beating Lesnar up pretty hard. The entire time. But Lesnar was in the, the hurt lock, which is a full Nelson, uh, kicked up on the on the the in the corner, and then landed on top of Lashley with him still holding the, the full Nelson in, and he got counted out. So, not counted out. Well, he got counted pinned. Well, but pinned, although, but, if, although his shoulders were up, so yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I. I just didn't like it. To be honest with you, I. I wanted those two guys to take twenty minutes and beat the living hell out of each other. But you knew that you knew it was going to be that kind of match from the beginning when you saw Lashley push Lesnar and Lesnar hurt his knee immediately. Yeah, it was just. I don't know, Joe. What did you think of that match? Well. Actually, that's one that I didn't see, but if you wanted to see 20 minutes of Leslie uh, Lesnar and Lashley, what you need to do is put the five matches they've had together and put it on one <laughs> reel, and you might get to 20 minutes. But it, it was the story of the show of we're going to have to have this guy win, but we have to make sure the other guy like dominated the match. It was no different than the cross match, no different than the Strowman match. And it was it was the same story. So when you tell the same story three or four times over the card, you just kind of roll your eyes. And, you know, I guess if they wanted to make a great job of why the main event was so good, it's because everybody is crapping on how they worked four or five of those other matches. And then that's the truth of it, because 
you know, it is in Saudi Arabia, so they're like, you know, Lesnar better win. You know, maybe they wanted Lashley to win, but, you know, when you're paying $50 million, you know, you get to book the show the way you want. The, the only interesting part about it is, and I don't know if it's interesting or not, but the, the, to me was the psychology of Lashley now going back from face. It looks like he's he's going heel again. And maybe that's just because everyone loves Lesnar, so he was booed more heavily, but he did more heelish antics. Yeah, well, and it was weird, too, because the you know, the crowd was really anti-Lashley. No, I think they were more pro Lesnar than they were anti Lashley. Well, but they were they were booing they were booing him, you know, and, and that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. And I guess I should have seen that coming, but yeah, and and that didn't they help did either. A promo be- they did a promo before the match that didn't air where Lashley was announced from uh, Iran. So that's what. Happened. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> topical! Yikes! Let's go back to the eighties, baby. <laughs> off we roll. Here comes Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. He was my favorite. I had a poster of the Sarge. Why does that not surprise me? Yeah, I love the Slaughter. I love the Sarge. What was not to love about Sergeant Slaughter? Uh, Until the turn. That. Yeah, that was bad. If, um, that was, if that guy was leading my army, I don't think my army would actually win. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd have followed Sergeant Slaughter into combat. He, he would have got shot because he would have been puffing for air because he had to run 100 feet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys bust the Sarge, but, but but honest to God, he really was, I mean, the side story here real quick, he was my first real favorite wrestler. And I remember one the first card that I went to at the Hershey Park Arena, he was wrestling in a six-man match in the main event. And I went down to the floor and I think it was 12 I want to say something like that. And I, I went to ringside when he came out and he, he shook my hand and I was just like, oh my God, did that actually, I shook the Sarge's hand. Wow. And I mean, I was hooked. He didn't call you a maggot. No, he didn't call me a maggot, but you know, that it, it's just, you know, and Dom was talking about that a little bit too, you know, it's the memories of, and that's what that's know, what makes wrestling special is not just the the athleticism or the storytelling. Now it's the the memories that it does bring back when you think of wrestling as a whole of of, of just remembering whether no matter who you were watching with it as a kid or whatever, it just brings it all back. Yeah, I mean, I could tell you where I was standing and you know the position on the ring and everything else. I could, you know, so, that, so don't bust on the Sarge guys. Come on, and and if you get the opportunity to actually talk to a wrestler about it, I remember when I was probably 11, 12 years old, 1976, 77, it was like Nassau Coliseum, went to a show, and it was Kevin Sullivan and Ernie Ladd. Oh, wow. And I, would, and I always remember it, and Kevin Sullivan was like this pure white bread baby face from Boston, Massachusetts, and... He was a jobber guy, and it was funny because it was a house show. So it was like Ernie Ladd, you know, six nine. He had to steal the pin by putting his feet on the ropes. And when I met Kevin Sullivan and talked about it, boy, like his eyes lit up, and like he knew the whole story. It was like, yeah, and it was almost a riot, and blah blah blah. And it's like, and the wrestlers remember. It gives them the memories of all the way back then. Same thing with my first favorite wrestler was Chavo Guerrero. I would watch uh, the Spanish wrestling with my grandmother in New York. She'd watch it on the UHF, and it was from the Olympic Auditorium. And I only remember, like, three guys, and it was Jimmy Lennon, the ring announcer, mm-hmm. Chavo Guerrero, because he was my favorite, and there was a guy named Java Rook, who was Johnny Rod, and I was, like, 10 oh, wow. years old, and I didn't understand 
why the guy Johnny Rods, who I used to see wrestle at midnight on WOR, was like this Egyptian guy. I was confused. <laughs> and, and, it's like, this is, and the funny thing was Java Rook was managed by a guy named Roddy Piper before he became Wow, you know, you know anything, and it's like those are my first memories. And my great grandmother, you know, I used to stay with her every once in a while, and I would remember because she barely spoke any English, so I had to like learn the food terms that way. But I always even do it to this day, and it's like I'm watching a match and to be like Dudo, Dudo, <laughs> and it just meant harder, harder because she was so enamored with the wrestling. Like I'm pretty sure she felt it was real, you know. That's so awesome. That is amazing. I'll I'll tell one fast story, and then we'll get back to Crown Jewel. When I was in college, the WWE came to town and did a show in, in Fargo. And the gym I was working at, or working out at, I go in the locker room, and I will never forget this for the rest of my life. In walks the Warlord. From Powers of Pain, War yes. and Barbarian? Yeah, big, bad Warlord. And... And you know he was just in a towel, and the dude, I mean, just big. I mean, the 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 biceps. I mean, his biceps were bigger than my head. And I and I, you know, once he got and he had taken a shower and I was, he got dressed and and then I said something to him. I was like, you know, hey, you know, just talking about a little bit of wrestling and just I was a fan and everything. And he he appreciated it. Appreciated. Didn't talk to him while he was naked. You know, but but I'm it was sure just, he did. But it was just, <laughs> but it was just crazy standing next to the guy and and you see, you know, and, and if you if you remember the warlord, he was massive. And oh, it's absolutely! Just like, you're just in awe. You know, you know it's a person, but they're larger than life. And then when you see somebody standing next to you like that, like oh my god! I remember going to an Unforgiven one year and seeing the Undertaker and just being absolutely even because at the time I was still like I think early twenties and. He, the dude's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and you know, and you get to see some of that at Future Stars of Wrestling when they go through too. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, that was the last time Mark ever was at a gym. So <laughs> there you go. See, that's why I like that story. I need to get back. That is definitely no doubt for sure. Yeah, don't ask. No, run the ropes. Run the ropes at FSW. You get you right in shape. Uh, I know it would. I I should. You know, you, you want to talk about a Vandergriff, you should see pictures of him when he first started. He was like this chubby guy who used to do flippy flops around, and we're like, wow. And I remember he went. Oh, he'll be flippy flopping again. Yeah, we had a tryout for Impact, and he was there. And Sanjay Dutt, who has now worked, you know, Impact, WWE, and now he's part of AEW with, the, with Jay Lethal. And we were sitting there kind of running the tryout because I think Jeff Jarrett was in the back drinking his whiskey or whatever he was doing. <laughs> and I mean, it's soda from Seven Eleven. Yeah, exactly. And and we were putting together the seminar, and that was the one thing he mentioned about Vandergriff. Like, man, he was around really good, and he was young and stuff. But it was like, you know, he needs to really, you know, get in better shape. And obviously, you know, four years later, he's in fantastic shape. But but you know, Vandergriff was a little chubby back in the day. Well, there you go. Yeah, he see. There's no hope for you though. See, fish. no, no, no. See, there's a weakness. No one. Escapes the fish hook. I I can't wait to see what this move is someday. I'm going to hurt you. Just ask all the fish who have uh, taken it. Yeah. That's just it. You can't talk to any of them because none of them can recover. It's, it sounds like a failed pickup line at a bar. That's what it sounds like, fish. Terrible. 
Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 <laughs> FM, 720 AM. Talk of Las Vegas. The show has devolved from so, normal pro wrestling talk <laughs> to whatever. I, I do want to go back to Lashley and Lesnar because is let. Does Lesnar have more matches on his contract now? I mean, I know they brought him into Crown Jewel because they need they need the big names. Obviously, what happens to Lesnar now? Is he done for a little bit again? Are we seeing we're not going to wait to Royal Rumble, or, or is he going to be there for Survivor Series? I, I think there's I think, another. I think he re-upped because that yeah. was the whole deal. That it looked like he was done, and then he's not done, and you know he re-signed supposedly, and I think this is part of the the re-sign. So. I mean, I he, doubt they would bring him in for just one event. Never know if he's going to use it again, and then put him over. So he he does seem to be enjoying himself now more than I've ever seen him enjoying himself in the ring. Well, he's like, yeah, well, I can't believe you. They're paying me half a million dollars to run around for five minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> but I think he I, I think he likes to be unleashed as far as being away from Paul Heyman as much as Paul Heyman did for him. I think he likes the, the the freedom to be able to speak on the mic and just to be himself, to be Brock Lesnar. Well, you know, and you get to get later in the career, and it's kind of, you know, obviously he was very, very serious when he was younger and had the issues with WWE before, but now it's kind of like, yeah, you know, this is, I'm going to come in, have a good, have a fun match and go home. So yeah, he's he's really enjoying himself, but I think we're definitely not done with the situation. Shoot some deer, he's happy. Yeah, he's a butcher. Yeah. Good at it. But yeah, we're not done with Lashley and Lesnar, that is for sure. No, I, I would agree. Hopefully a better performance and, coming up. And the the women's tag team title match. A couple things I want to mention about that real quick. We, we got about a to, minute and a half here. And then, then I'll hold it. I'll wait and talk about it on the other side. Okay. So you go wherever you want to go. Go where you wanna go. Yeah, okay. Oh good lord. Well, Joe, I'll tell you what, since we have a minute and I don't want to dead too deep into anything else is we have some AEW stuff going on too that we need to talk about. There is, yeah, there is. What is AEW? Not. Yeah, go away. Um, but Joe, I know you got a card coming up with Silver Nugget on the twenty. So about thirty seconds, I can give you here. We got uh, our annual event against all odds. We do a thirty man rumble. The winner of the rumble actually wrestles the champion in the main event. That's why it's called against all odds. Me. And this year we kind of stacked it up. We got AEW guys. We got Toa Leona coming back. We got Davy Richards is going to be on the show and uh, Chris Masters and Carlito, as well as some of the best guys we've had. Some surprises that we're looking forward to. And uh, you know it's definitely going to be a huge card. We have about six or seven matches. And it's generally one of the favorite shows of the year just because everybody loves a good rumble. All right. So check so. that out, fswvegas.com. I'm entering the rumble. Get your tickets now. All right. Mark Hoke Show, KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, Talk of Las Vegas. Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We barely got through Crown Jewel with everything we had to do on the first hour. So we're going to talk about that more. And is CM Punk still hanging around? We'll talk about that when we come back. Stick around here on KDOL. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcasts.